Welcome to Real Talk, Green Women, Breaking the Silence Around Abuse. I am Gemma Serenity Gurukov, your host. And today, coming from Michigan, we have Darla Williams. Going to see, I love her, you will love her too. So, let me read her bio as if I would be her talking, okay? So, so I like to call my story from the pit to Zion. I spent my whole life in abuse of many forms. Since I was young, I was exposed to things I should have never experienced. I can tell you that I have experienced things in all areas of abuse. These include sexual, mental, emotional, physical, and financial abuse, all of which had broke me down to a space of desperation I truly wanted to check out at some point. Throughout all the years, I sought therapy groups and then even began creating my own tools and courses to assist others in discovering how to begin loving themselves, who they are, what they need, and how to live for the highest good of our lives. My dream is to assist as many people through their own transformation as possible. To assist in teaching them they are worthy of the life they desire. We are only limited as we believe. I have had the privilege to walk with many from all around the world and know that they have said it is like looking through a telescope in regards to the transformation from before to after. Dana, it is such a huge honor to welcome you today. Thank you very much for being one of my beloved guest speakers. Your story is riveting and I cannot wait to share it with the world. Definitely a day that I have been looking forward to for a few years now. Um, I really want to start with what people are going to recognize and understand, the pain. I want to start in the pain point. What was it like for me to come to that hour of desperation when I finally broke down, when I couldn't cope, when everything that had happened to me throughout the years, when I say everything, I'm talking when I was a very young little girl, I was abused sexually. I was not taught proper boundaries very early. I didn't know that what was happening was wrong, which in turn made me do things with others that were inappropriate because I didn't know any better. Because ultimately, I was taught that it was acceptable because I didn't have anyone to give me any boundaries and parameters to explain. There was a lot of neglect in my early years. And that led me to continue forms of abuse because I had a violent father who couldn't keep himself together. He would rage and I was his, his punching bag, which taught me that men were allowed to put their hands on women in not a proper discipline, but in an abrupt abrasive abuse. So for me, I thought it was perfectly normal that the men I attracted were just like him. 
to be very angry, to be very abrupt. It was a trained behavior for me. So by the time I was in my my young adulthood, I was attracting every male that I possibly could. When I walked in the room, the one I lo- looked to was the one that was hurting just as much as I was. I didn't realize that what I was attracting was the mirror of myself. I was broken. So the one I was gravitating to was also just as broken, which created a space, a stage, where we just continued the same pattern because we didn't know anything better. Now that happened over and over again. It wasn't just with one. I was creating the same scenario over and over again in my life. But I had to own that. I had to come to a place of healing where I could own that I was attracting that because I didn't know any different. I had to learn different. I had to begin developing different. I had to identify myself. But that took years of sexual, physical, emotional, mental, and also financial abuse. I have to say, as much as it was hard, in the position I am today, where I am, I would have never even imagined that I could become who I am today during the desperation. But when I look backwards, every single one of those moments, as hard as it was, was literally the exact blueprint that I needed and that I accepted to be able to stage myself, to go forward, to be a beacon of light to help others. I couldn't help people to the level that I help people if I didn't know what it felt like. I could listen and I could care But because I've been through it myself, I can relate. And I know what people need to hear in their hour of desperation because I know when I cried out for and never received in the time that I needed it. So I had to create it. I had to come up out of that myself because I didn't know where to turn. It started with seeking out actual assistance going and setting in the proper boundaries. Yes, I know that I know that I know that sometimes those offenders do not respect the boundaries that we set into place. So people will go, oh, the protective order doesn't work. But you know what? It allows us to create a marker that when they violate that, that gives us an authority to back up us. So now we're creating a team of assistance so that now we're not only standing in our own power and our own strength trying to overcome something but we have a team who wants to stand there and say excuse me enough's enough here's where we stop the violence where we break out of the and and in the silence we don't have to be shushed We have every right to stand up and speak out. But how do we get there? 
We can't just go screaming willy-nilly all over the place because then we're still acting out of the reaction instead of the response. We have development skills that we have to begin identifying and practice. There's a work behind becoming free from domestic violence. I've been in my journey for 18 years. And 18 years later, finally in a place, in a position that I can share my story. Does it still make me cry some days? Yes, it does. Some days it still hurts. But I'm still getting better every day. Only good is before me now. And I can identify what's good. Because I really know what it felt like to be in the bad. I know what it feels like to be in that space. When your own home feels like the battlefield. You can't even walk through your own front door without knowing something on the other side is unsafe. When we come to that place and we realize that we have put ourselves in danger and we didn't even mean to, how do we break free? Well, first, it starts with us identifying what is it that we need. Well, we obviously know we don't want the pain. We know that already. We're definitely certain we don't need that. But we don't know the steps that are necessary. So that's where our our groups come in. That's where our therapy comes in, our sessions, our coaching, our counselors, our law, all come in to be a precise. It's like a perfect recipe. When we're thinking about the recipe of life or the recipe of this wonderful meal that we like to create, how do we put, we make sure that every little detail goes in in its proper place? We got to make sure that every season hits up at the right time and it all has to be done out of love. And then we have this perfect dinner that we can deliver. So how do we begin finding that same delivery for ourselves? That was what I was desperate for at one point. I didn't know. I kept seeking out and no one knew what to say to me. One of the hardest things I ever heard in counseling was when I had a counselor who said to me, I don't know how you made it. Your life has me in a mess just hearing it. I don't know how you're not a puddle in the middle of my floor. And when I heard that, I realized I was made for such a time as this. Because at that moment, I immediately did what I'm doing today. I became the coach. Let me coach you through what you're experiencing. Let me share with you what I did to give myself the strength to keep going. And I then realized in that session how important it was for me to start putting together those tools to help other people. I started seeking out things like PGI, uh, Proctor, and learning um, the tools from Think and Grow Rich. And I began listening to uh, Abraham Hicks or Esther, 
and the law of attraction and the secret because I was seeking more than myself. I knew that for me in my own power, I wasn't enough. I needed something more. There had to be a bigger power. There had to be, there had to be a God. There had to be something that I could seek to give me the wisdom and the knowledge. And I sat in it. And I sat in it long enough that I was able to develop a 90-day course that helps other people. I am willing to step in and do groups. I'm willing to do therapy sessions. I do coaching one-on-one. I have I have free courses that people can come to on Saturday mornings in Novo Goldman. I have one on Monday nights in Stars of Unity on the Mighty Network. I have resources where people can come for free or very small amount for signing up to a platform to come in regularly for a very small, minimal amount. Because I know some of us that are coming out of the abuse, we have nothing. We literally have to give it all up and walk away to rediscover who we are. So I know that for myself and my son, for all the years that it took for us to climb, that it's my responsibility to make sure that I provide a resource for those who have nothing. And I gift it as often as I can because you're just as important and you're worthy of learning and understanding that you're more than what everyone else has made you feel. I didn't realize how emotional this day was really going to be. I thought for sure I was prepared to be strong. It's a strength shows through the vulnerability, through the reality, through the emotion. The biggest strength is our tears of joy, of sadness, of emotion, of heart connection. It is absolutely beautiful and real what you're sharing here with us, Dara. Thank you. Thank you. And it is indeed so important to offer a multitude of resources between just participating to a group thing that may be almost free or completely free, or maybe you can receive a, a, a scholarship because you are worthy indeed and build yourself to a point where you are back to, or maybe for the first time, financial independence, where you can stand on your own and you are able to pay and you are able to choose which feels good and then able to move on to the next level, which is the mastery level. And in the mastery, I guarantee you, we still cry, which is okay. (laughs) Which is okay. Because it's tears of joy and tears of compassion and tears of empathy and tears of memories and tears for you because we understand you and we understand where you are right now, where you have gone through recently and even a long time ago. Because when you were sexually abused as a child, that breaks you. You reach the time to build yourself. 
there is a lot of work to do there to really, really reframe and restore that part of you. And it might still hurt even 40 years later, even 60 years later. One moment, depending the meaning you give to it, can break you for life if you do not address it and restory, create another story from that event, another meaning, another truth. One of the one of the guest speakers I recorded with recently, she really brought a point super important. She has worked in uh, the law office, in the court itself. So she has met a lot of crime and and domestic violence and things of that matter. And she told me, you know, ideally we want to have eyewitnesses, but objectively everybody will recount a different story from the same event. And I asked her, well, how do you know what happened? And you know what was her answer? Choose what you want to believe as a story yes. that serve you. That's it. That is the truth. We are the directors of our own life. We have the right to take that negative storyline and shift and find the positive out of it. And that's what I teach. I teach from going from the shattered space to the restoration. That's the purpose of these two images when I'm doing therapy is, are you relating to this today? Cause you're just coming in or are you beginning to build this? Where do you stand? Are you at the bottom of your, your, your journey at the very beginning? Are you at your starting line and you feel like this? Or are you literally coming through and actually beginning to build and identify and know yourself so that you're creating a restoration within yourself? So oh, that was such a beautiful point from this person that you were speaking with, because that is the truth. We have the power to shift our story, to change that. And we can do that with very breath work. But how do we do it? We need to learn the skills to do it. We need to actually work with other people who've already done it so that we can actually begin developing it within ourselves. So looking at that, that was actually a really, really relevant piece that she gave you in that other call. Because shifting ourselves from the negative to the positive is one of the things. When we... Go through a circumstance. Here we are in our situation. What happens? That that whole thing implodes on itself. And then we feel broken. Now, how do we change that? What did we intend? We all come from the same place, the core place. All I want to do is love you. And if we understand that all I really wanted to do was love you, then the core of what was happening truly was out of love. Is it acceptable? No, because we were taught things over the course of all the generations before us that keep dumping down into us that we are just 
well, why does so-and-so cut the end off the ham before they put it in the in the oven? Well, that was because at one time, the ovens were made smaller and it didn't fit. But everyone still cuts that perfectly good piece off of that meat because they don't know that the grandma did it only because great-grandma did it and so did the great-great-great-grandmas because they were putting it in a small little stove. Well, in all actuality, here we are, we're still cutting it off and losing all this good meat because we don't know any better. That's the point. We don't know any better, but we can change that. And we can't fully. So many around the world that are ready to meet you right where you're at. Exactly. And that's all we're here to do is to share our story. So that you know you're not alone. One of the number one things I ask people all the time in class or in therapy sessions or whatever, I ask them constantly. What is the one thing that you wish you didn't have? I wish I wasn't so isolated. I wish I wasn't feeling so alone. I feel so alone is what I hear every day. I feel alone. I can be in a room full of people, but I feel alone. Because you have endured things that you cannot relate with another that's in the same room because you're going, how does that even matter in comparison? But it does. It matters just as much as yours. It's just the level that they have endured in life was much less than yours. And it's okay that they are hurt and broken just in that place. And it means just as much as it does for you. No matter the difference, it doesn't matter whether or not it was mom and dad took away the state funds or, or the, the, you know, the estate funds out of somebody's life. Or whether or not you were literally left broken, bruised, beaten, and tore down to nothing. Both hurt just as much. And understanding that hurt people hurt people is the key. Realizing that if you're enduring pain, so are they. You don't know the level of pain that they've gone through that makes them feel that what they're doing is okay. So everyone is on this journey of recovery. No one is exempt. But we're all equally given the same opportunity of healing restoration. It's making a choice and deciding today that you are worthy. I chose that many years ago that I was going to figure out how I was worthy. And in that process, I developed a 90-day course that helps people to come through and identify what it is that they need, begin building the world that they really want to live out of, and actually creating their world full of their own personal imagination. Because our imagination is the gift that we have from God, from source, from the universe, that makes us set apart from every other animal, every mammal, and every living being outside of us, outside of the human race. We're given the gift of creativity and the gift of imagination, which allows us to actually begin building. Imagine the possibilities. What could possibly happen 
Let's not look at what happened. Let's not focus on the past. Let's imagine what possibly could come if we made the decision today to live for our highest good. If I chose to live for my highest good each and every single day, if I get up every morning and make that decision, I'm choosing my highest good. I'm no longer going to allow other people in my life that are going to bring me less than that. I'm only going to stand in that highest good. And those who come against and hurt me, I'm going to identify it a lot sooner and go, I don't have that space anymore. I have no place for that anymore. And as soon as I can own that and begin de developing that, then I get stronger in it. So I'm no, and I'm no longer the victim of my circumstance, but I become the victor. But it's a process. We have to become the victim first because we got to identify that we were not meant to be going through these things. And we have to own that, yeah, I was victimized by somebody else's pain that they dumped on top of me in the midst of my own pain and I didn't know how to cope with it. But then I was able to survive and come out of it in a space of knowing that I was actually thriving, you know, pulling myself out. I was becoming something more. So now I'm a survivor. I survived my circumstance. But the next step is becoming the victor. Because once we accept our victory out of that darkness, we then can be lifted up by all of those around us and praised for our success out and coming out. We spend too much time becoming the warrior. I'm going to be the warrior through my situation. I'm going to be the warrior through this. And all I'm doing is creating with a word more animosity, more pain. We have the power of life and death right here behind our teeth. And what we speak about is what we bring about. What we think about is what we begin to achieve. If I believe, I'm going to receive. And in that process, if I'm still believing that somebody's going to come in and hurt me, I'm going to create a scenario where somebody's going to hurt me. But if I say enough, I'm choosing today to go live for my highest good. I'm going to change the dynamics of that. And now I'm going to leave behind the, the warrior because I'm not fighting anymore. And now I'm stepping into the place of victory. And when it's, once I'm the victor, I can be lifted up and carried through the gates where there is praise because I overcame. So coming from the pit, taking the coin, you're worth every step. As hard, as desperate, as uncomfortable as it can be, you are worth all of it. And if it's not through working with me, find someone that you relate to. Because there are plenty of us out here that are ready to help you find your perfect plan. 
so that you can come to the understanding that you were born to live the abundant life, that you're whole and complete from the foundations of creation, and that you are worth it all. My gratitude goes beyond words. Darla, you have achieved a level of clarity, of eloquence, of raw, real, genuine love that everybody can feel through your words, through your voice, through your energy. No matter if they just listen to you or if they also watch you, it's absolutely gorgeous in every way. And I thank you for that. I recognize and I praise you. Now that you have gone through the portal of victory, I do praise you and I recognize you. And it's a long journey. And I want you guys, everyone who's listening, I want you to understand there was a point where I literally ate with those sitting on the curb in the streets because they're out of the trash or however. That was where I began. I was desperate. I was in those streets. I didn't know how to turn out of there because that's where I began. And it took a long journey for me to actually get to where I am today as an influencer around the world, as someone who speaks and shares my vulnerability, as someone who has developed and written and published two children's books, who continues to grow and develop other things to help others and pursuing my own coaching career. I have completely changed the standard and it doesn't matter where you've come from. What matters is what you believe. And what you believe, you can achieve. Because I'm evidence. It is what it's true. It is what it's All right. You have in the description of this episode all the ways to reach out to Darla, at least all that is available. And Darla, I'm telling you, if you update or change or add ways to for you to be contacted or to be found, let me know because I update the description periodically with new information so that everybody knows they can trust the content of the description. It is up to date. All right? And in the meantime, if I give a simple thing, Darla, D-A-R-L-A, R as a middle letter, and W like William. I think there is S. Williams. W-I-L-L-I-A-M-S. Done. Thank you with all my heart. Thank you on behalf of our audience. And thank you on behalf of our audience over decades to come because your episode is going to be found over and over and over again. I can tell you that. I'm here to help anyone who's ready to change and make that transformation in their life. I'm truly here for you. 
because I know how hard that climb is and none of us need to do it alone. Exactly. You're no longer alone. All right. I, I speak words of blessings, of love and of peace on you, Darla, and of all of you, listeners and watchers. You are safe. Yes. Bye for now. Bye for now.